Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I am your host, Danielle, and I've got something a little new for us today. We have a guest, and this guest and I are making this a two-part episode. So this episode that you're listening to on Crying in My Cheesecake is part one. Part two will go live on her podcast tomorrow. Kind of fancy. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to our guest today. And I don't know if she knows it or not, so this may be a surprise to her. But this woman has known me literally from the beginning of my journey. She witnessed my first ever CrossFit experience. Holy crap, was that brutal, but not necessarily to the body, but really to my ego. I was over 300 pounds when I met her, and she was prepping for a bikini stage competition. And well, um, our bodies looked a whole lot different from one another, even though I think we're what just a few days apart with our birthdays. Mm-hmm. She was quiet, but what I noticed about her, because I'm always looking and paying attention to the people around me, she was quiet, but what she did was she showed up, did the work, and moved on. And that's what I remember from her from the very beginning. Then I realized that she was actually helping coach and give input on my own nutrition journey. I clearly wanted to get to know her more because, well, I want to know the people that are providing input into my life. And so She has been an inspiration to me, but also just a support that's always been there, a voice that has been there from the beginning. And she has spoken into me. She has supported me. We have supported one another in certain things in life. And fast forward today, and I call her my dear friend. She's a woman who has experienced extreme debt and no money in the bank, even with a master's degree in counseling. I mean, we think we get more degrees, we get more money. That's not necessarily the case. She has a heart to teach and pours into others so much every single day. I would say probably every hour of the day that she's awake, she's pouring into someone. She's always going to respond to my messages within five to 15 minutes. And that's just insane to me that she is that good at it. Welcome Erica Dale, who runs a six-figure income business, is a co-CEO with her husband, Jesse. Um, she's in a or with a business development team. She has diversified her investments into practical things, and she's got an online course in which she teaches people how to social media <laughs> um, because social media is hard. I mean, it seems like it's so easy when we do it personal, but she has learned to monetize social media, and so she shares that with others as well. She knows what it's like to be overweight and have struggles with health issues. Thank you, Erica, for joining me today on this episode so we can talk about and discuss how we take care of ourselves when we're doing it all and kind of have it all. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I've been uh, been listening to your podcast and obviously, like you said, just following with your personal journey, but more than that, following what you're putting out into our world and, and the lives that you're impacting. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun to watch, but it's been very, very inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's still so weird to me. People um, read my writing and I've gotten comfortable with the fact that they've read my writing before. But when I talk to them about, or they talk to me about a podcast, I'm like, uh, you listen to my voice? Like, that's kind of annoying. <laughs> I always apologize. Sorry, you have to listen to my voice. I do too. Um, so let's talk about this idea of responsibility and respect for our bodies when we are doing all the things. When you are in the midst of things, you are a woman and women have a specific cultural demand on us, right? But we also are trying to just get by and live through our purpose and our value, giving, providing value. And you are doing that. And like I said before, you're going to respond to me within five to 15 minutes. 
<laughs> how on earth are you able, how about walk me through how you have learned to take care of your body in the midst of you doing life? Yeah, I think that that's been my biggest <clears throat> overcoming thing as far as nutrition goes, um, because we've all fell into the trap of the yo-yo dieting and the, you know, you, you, you can't eat this and you can't do this. And what I learned probably around the age of 29, 30, um, was you, you can do those things and you can create moderation and still enjoy the foods you love. And I know that's what you coach on, um, all while taking care of your body. And, and that was my biggest awareness piece. Um, because if you told me I couldn't eat the pizza that I had last night and, and still be healthy, I, I'd be like, well, then it's not worth it, right? It's not worth cutting out or, or going and enjoying um, a date night with my husband or going and enjoying, you know, I, we don't have kids, but my nieces and nephew, like, hey, Erica, eat this piece. Like literally threw a Skittle in my mouth. Like what would that have done to her if I spit a Skittle out? That's not going to hurt me. You know, and she was having fun by by playing with me at five years old. And so I think for me, it was really just becoming aware and understanding how the body works with that aspect of nutrition. Yeah. And I think that a lot of, um, a lot of my clients, they're busy too. And most of my clients are women who are in the working field and super stressed all day long. And you know what stress is like for yourself. Um, that it can, it just causes you to not sleep very well. It causes you to start craving foods. It causes you just to be kind of almost irritable even. Um, and then you start making terrible decisions for your wellness. You may not show up to the gym or you may say, oh, I can do that tomorrow. How do you handle the excuses that you could give yourself? Yeah, I think, uh, and, and I'm not perfect. Believe me, like I, I falter, um, I, I have certain like cravings and things. And again, it's just being mindful of that. Like, well, why are you actually craving that? And, and at the end of the day, again, if you really want those things and you can kind of work through that, then eat the thing or do the thing, but it's, it's making those choices. Um, for example, yesterday, and this isn't even like that bad, but I, for whatever reason, <laughs> I always crave, um, the Starbucks spinach feta wrap again, not that bad. It's like 290 calories, really not crazy, not super high in protein. And I could have very easily went and had it. Wouldn't have done me any harm, but I, I stopped. I was actually walking. I live downtown in Indy and I was um, on a phone call. So I was getting steps in because that's what I do. And I was going to order it from my app, walk to the Starbucks, pick it up and walk home. And I'm like, you know, I have food in the fridge. It, it tastes good too. And I just talked myself out of it. Um, but again, at the end of the day, that wouldn't have been a, a bad decision. Um, I just knew that we had, we had date night later. Like I figured I was probably going to eat off of my normal day-to-day schedule. So I just, I, again, I made that choice. Um, so I think having goals is good, but kind of more than that, digging into the why behind it. Um, I'm, I always joke, like, I don't love to work out. I I've done bodybuilding shows. I lost 60 pounds back in 2012. I don't love to work out. In fact, if, if ever, like ever a day where my husband's like, man, this doesn't happen guys. If you, if you follow my (laughs) husband, Jesse, that 
rarely happens. But if he were the one to say like, yeah, let's not go to the gym today. But okay. Like you don't have to talk me into not going to the gym, but I go because I know what it does for my health, not my body, not vanity for my health. Um, even a bad workout is, is going to continue to keep me healthy or even progress me to a healthier lifestyle, giving me the energy, lowering the stress. And so I think again, just being mindful, having that education piece and knowing what it's doing for the big picture is what kind of allows me to, to break through some of those moments where I do want to just give in and, and, and order the pizza or, or uh, skip the workout or whatever it might be that day. So it sounds like you are telling me that there's imperfect progress every single day when it comes to the mindset of picking and choosing what actually matters and what doesn't to you that day. Yes, and that absolutely. it's easy, it's easy for you to say no to workouts or no to things, but even a Starbucks like healthy, healthier option or, or lighter option, I should say, not necessarily healthier, but lighter option at Starbucks, you were able to talk yourself out of that because you had a different mindset. And what you did, I'm thinking, is that you created a boundary in your mind and in your life where you said that you want everything that goes in your body to support you and not work against you. Exactly. Exactly. And And I think what people would, again, guys, I'm not perfect. Um, I, this has been, I mean, my journey started in 2012. So this has been nine years in the making and I still have my days. I still have my weeks. Typically it's weekends. And so I think that's why it's so important to have a coach or an accountability partner or someone who you truly can be like, dude, I, I just want to eat the whole pizza. Like what is happening? And, and someone that you can be honest with that can either make you aware or hold you accountable or remind you of, of the path you're on because it's, it's hard on your own. You know, I think then that goes with anything in life. Um, we all have the, the demons. We all have the, just the things in life that are pulling at us on a day-to-day basis. And if you don't have someone to kind of help you through some of that, it's even harder. Yeah. And I know that, so I really am excited that you're on here because um, some of my listeners and some of my clients are either not married or married and have no children. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to give them a different um, perspective of how, how you get busy and how you, how do you wind down throughout the day that doesn't include food? How do you, you mentioned date night. Mm -hmm. A lot of people love to just have that night. It's a luxury to have people cook for you and clean up for you. And then you can leave. So it feels like almost a version of self-care. Like I can let my hair down, but how do you let your hair down without going overboard? Mm. Yeah. I think a hundred percent date night for us. And sometimes date night for us isn't even like I think people think of date night like this fancy dinner and sometimes date night for us is just going like my husband's into cigars going to the the, the cigar bar lounge whatever and just being around other people that we're not pouring into because we're both entrepreneurs we work from home um and so just having that human interaction but again having someone cook for us or serve us um that's that's it that's definitely one of our ways to kind of take care of ourselves. But um, 
for us, it's, it's the planning piece. Like I mentioned yesterday, you know, I wanted that Starbucks and again, it would not have reversed my day whatsoever. But if I know that it's a night that we're going to maybe go have a, a beer or we're going to go have, um, last night it was, it was, um, we split a taco, we split a, a plate of tacos. Like it wasn't even a big meal, but it still wasn't going to be cooked at home, knowing exactly what was, how it was prepared. And so I will pre-plan for that. You know, if we know we're going to go have a meal out or something like that, um, where maybe I don't have as much control, I will maybe eat lighter that day. Or um, I practice intermittent fasting. Doesn't work for everyone. For me, it's just, it's just how my body works. So I may do like OMAD that day and just eat the one meal that we go out for instead of eating, you know, lunch, snack, dinner, or whatever my normal routine is. So just kind of preparing that. But then also knowing like one day it's okay. It's not going to ruin the the nine years of progress, the week of progress, the month of progress, wherever you are in your journey. Um, and just giving yourself some grace and knowing you can just get right back on track. Like people, I think that's what's wrong with our, one of the many things that's wrong with our diet, diet society and culture is this idea of, you know, like if you, you, you got a flat tire, you're not going to slash the other three, right? You're going to go fix the one tire and you're going to move on. And it's the same thing in your, your nutrition, your, your exercise. If you miss a day or you screw the pooch a day, don't give up the whole week. Don't just say, well, I'll just start over next month. I mean, I ruined it all. That's, that's just that crazy mentality, but I know that that's, what's kind of pushed at us too. So I won't, you know, take responsibility, but also again, what's being poured into us for the last, for me, 37 years, it's a lot of unlearning. Yes, it is. And you, you don't need to say 37 years because I just told everybody that we're a few days we apart. Two we have two months. <laughs> we have a few months, please. Uh, Let us age like, graceful. How old am I? <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I'm at that place too that I don't know how old I am. Uh, my kids do. They remind me. But anyway. Oh, they're cute. Um, <laughs> so I, I love the fact that you're talking about how you eat um, on special occasions and how you eat throughout the day typically. Um, and that the other thing too, is that you are an entrepreneur as a business owner myself. I now see how busy life can be and how in the zone that you, that you can be. And I get to this place where I'm just like, so focused. Like yesterday I had to tell myself out loud, verbally, get up and go to the bathroom. You have to pee. (laughs) <laughs> why was that and I just had my bladder and everything reconstructed and I can't afford to, to hold yeah. and um I told myself I'm like I have to get up and go do this how what is your best advice for people that know what to do but they can't seem to put that into action oh that's a great that's a great question I think I think we all know what to do I really, truly believe like if, if you are on a, let's just say a weight loss journey, and I know not all of us are on that journey, but we know how to lose weight. If we eat less, we will lose weight. Like every person out there, probably over the age of 16 years old knows that, but why are we in an obese society? Why are we such an unhealthy society? Well, one is confusing. Like, yeah, okay. I can lose weight, but there's so many temptations and, and all of that. Um, I think again, digging deeper, having someone like Danielle in your life where you can really get to 
uncover some things that are probably blocking you will help. Now, this is this is very very deep, but um, it, again, it's it's developing the why. Why do you want to lose weight? You know, I, I say in my journey right now, um, I'm, I'm about 15 pounds heavier than I was last year. Now, most people are like, there's no way, you know, and yes, I've probably put on some muscle, but let's not lie. I have been in this place of not quite on the, the, the nutrition path that I should be on or that I know I should be on. Um, but then you have to ask the question, what, what's it for? You know, if I want to lose, let's say 10 pounds, am I willing to give up some of the the lifestyles that we have in place right now? And right now I'd have to tell you, I don't. So it's also about getting honest with yourself. Um, but I think if, if you can't do it on your own, and I don't think most people can, right. I, I really don't. Then again, find a, a friend, a partner, a coach, a group. I mean, there's, there's so many resources out there. I know Danielle has a group on Facebook that's free that she pours into people and gives free advice and free help. And so just find those things that can help you. And eventually, I think when you can dig a little deeper, um, you will be able to get to, you'll, you'll create a routine where it just comes naturally, yeah. right? Like when you go to bed at night or when you wake up in the morning, what do you do? What are the things you do without someone telling you to go do them, right? If you, if you have children, you probably have to tell them every morning, go brush your teeth, Oh, you went pee. Did you wash your hands? Like you probably are still prompting those things, hoping that as they continue to grow, it becomes their behavior and their habits. And that's what we have as adults have to create, right? For me, my habits, I mean, there are things I do every day that I don't have to tell myself to go do. They're habitual. But then there are other things like, like Danielle just said, get up, stop, stop working for a minute and go do that, you know? Um, so just, you have to figure out what works for you for sure. But I think one of my favorite things I heard recently or a while back was we don't lack motivation. We lack clarity. Oh, and so if you're like feeling that. like you're, you're not, I, I hear that I'm not motivated. But why are you not motivated? Because you don't have a clear reason to be motivated. Yeah. I love that. Something you said um, that really strikes true to a conversation that you and I had was expectations. And I have a few clients that, you know, they want to lose weight um, and they probably should just for health purposes, but also they have an expectation that it would just come off overnight. But then they say, I know this didn't happen overnight. And I'm like, yes, you're right. And all of the fad dieting and all of these things wanting you to, you know, you'll see your friend start a, let's just say keto and she loses or he loses, you know, 50 pounds in three months. I mean, it is kind of a dramatic loss, but also that's not sustainable. So I want to talk about um, expectations for just a minute. And I want to talk about that conversation that we had that I said, I texted you and I've actually brought it up because um, I was like, so in love, like with your body, I was so proud of you and just excited that you looked and wanted to celebrate that you looked like just beautiful and gorgeous in a picture that was shared online. And then I said, um, we were talking about some things and I said, I, I'm happy with the fact that I can maintain my current body because that's something that we don't, we don't emphasize enough. We, we celebrate in culture, this idea of, oh, you, you keep losing, keep it, keep going. Like how rude is that? Mm -hmm. Um, but also we don't ever celebrate someone that can stay the same weight for a year, two years, 
five years. We never celebrate that. We never say, holy crap, you are, you are doing such a great job. We also don't celebrate the people that gain muscle mass or their body composition changes to a more strong, independent type thing. Something you said to me, because my body does not look like the typical nutrition coach's body. It's abused. It's been abused. It has scars of the stretch marks, the sagging skin. I have self-conscious spots on my back, um, the back fat that just sucks. Um, and then my stomach when doing burpees, I'm glad I work out at home. And if I did work out in a gym with a group of people, I would have to be very um, confident in myself because my stomach skin makes noise when I'm doing burpees or other jumping type things. But something that you said that was really like encouraging to me was that you said, or I said, I'm, I'm really happy I'm able to maintain so well. And you said, yes, and you look good, vibrant, healthy, and energetic. And that's exactly how I feel. Hmm. So I'm like, it was, I just want to give a reminder too to people that are struggling with their body image, that what's inside will come out. Hmm. It will be seen by others that when you are confident, when you feel good, that means the things on the inside are working good yeah. and it will be seen on the outside. And then um, that comes into the point of habits. You taught, you just brought it up. So you led into the next thing I wanted to discuss real quick, but habits. And before we even started talking, I said, yeah, I got up like at eight 20 and came down, read my Bible, got my coffee and came down to talk with you. Bible is one of my non-negotiables. It's one of my habits throughout the day. And you also said the exact, that you were doing the same thing. Yep. Habits, I guess we don't talk about habits enough either that help us to show up when we don't want to. What are your daily habits that you put in place that you don't have to think about anymore that help get you to be the person you still want to be? Yeah, I think habits, we, we, we've talked about like we say goals and I like goals. I, I do. But I also think if you don't develop the habits that will get you to the goals, you're, you're going to be sadly mistaken because either you're going to achieve your goals and then it's like, well, now what? Or you're going to not achieve your goals and you're going to feel like a failure. So I prefer to create habits that will eventually get you to those goals no matter what. Right. And habits that um, let's say you're, you want to intensify that goal you want you want to speed it up or whatever well now you just intensify your habits your habits don't change you may do more of them or less of them and I do this in in my health I do this in my business um so for me I mean just like you said morning it, it's coffee bible personal development um then typically now today is a little bit different um typically I we go to the gym my husband and I go to the gym together and then it's, I do the same thing. I listen to my personal development. I listen to podcasts. So Danielle typically is on the treadmill. Um, I know sometimes I'm on her shower, which is just funny. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, uh, so I listen to some personal development. Then I do, you know, some weight training. And then I typically start my day as far as my business goes. Um, and then I have a, a list. And again, I'm flexible. It doesn't it doesn't always go as planned. Things happen, meetings pop up, um, or I don't look at my planner right. And I'm like, oh crap, I had this meeting. I was supposed to have a hair appointment the other day. I had to reschedule it because I just didn't schedule right. I'm human. But definitely the morning routine doesn't typically stray. Um, 
you know, every now and then like today I'll push my workout to the afternoon, but the workout happens. Um, and so that, those are like my personal habits inside of my business. You know, I, I have, um, a network marketing company. That's kind of my main thing. So I do my own personal recruiting where I'm out talking to people, having conversations via Facebook. Um, I do uh, one Facebook live a week, one YouTube video a week, one, uh, an Instagram. I touch every day, Facebook. I touch every day. So I have these things that I, that are for me, they're, they're habitual. Yes. On my birthday. Yes. On Christmas. Yes. Because it, it's not a chore because it's a habit. So it's not something that I even have to like make a checklist and check it off anymore. But in the beginning I had to, in the beginning I had to be like, okay, did you do this today? Did you do this today? And it was the same thing with my nutrition. You know, did you drink this much water today? Did you uh, hit your protein needs today? Did you get enough vegetables in today? And once I, once it became a habit, once it just became natural, I no longer had to do those things, right? I track my food. I still track my food. Um, I don't always weigh out my food. I eyeball a lot of stuff, but guys, again, this has been nine years in the making. Um, and if I didn't track my food, right? I don't, I don't care who you are. I, I don't think intuitive eating is a thing. I know a lot of people do, and that's, that's fine for me. If I was allowed to just eat what I thought my body wanted, I would eat junk food all day long. I don't crave fruits and vegetables. Typically I don't, I do like protein and meat, but that's just me. Um, so again, creating, learning what those things like people are like, you are so consistent. I always like, I'm when people tell me that I'm like, I, it's just, it is what it is. It's a habit. So that consistency comes when you've created the habits. And again, it's like learning to brush your teeth as a kid. Like as an adult, we don't have to be like, brush your teeth, check it off. No, we wake up, we brush our teeth, we go to bed, we brush our teeth. Like it's, it's habitual, yeah. but your children, how old, I mean, my, my niece is seven. I guarantee that my sister still has to be like, go brush your teeth, dude. You know? So at what age does it become a habit? I don't know. And that's going to depend on that person for sure. Well, and I think too, is that we think that sometimes we're adults and we don't have the time or we don't have the, we don't have to do these things um, because we're adults. There's everything out in the world is more important than us. Mm. And I am always professing if we're not taking care of what's inside us and we're not taking care of us, we are not going to be doing anything out in the world. At some point, we're going to come crumbling down. So true. So I love that. And then just that reminder that, you know, how long, like, I love, you didn't say it, but to me, I heard, don't be a kid, <laughs> act like an adult and do your stuff. Take care of yourself. Yeah. No one else is going to do it for you. So true. I'm going to ask her one more question and I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Um, and I think this is something I keep forgetting about her um, is the testimony um, behind how she came to know God and know Jesus and why she continues to live a life surrendered to him. And so I love hearing, this is what I want to do for all of my guests that come on is I always want to hear their testimony. Hmm. Where did you meet God? Yeah. Where was he and how has he shown up in your life? And what, how are you living out that redeemed life? Hmm. Yeah, I think um, I was, I was brought up in faith. You know, I was born and raised 
in the Methodist church. My parents still go to the church that I was born and raised at. My sister and her husband and their four babies go to the same church. It's pretty cool. But um, I went off to college and I did all the fun college things. And I definitely, I always had my faith. I think, And I think this is my belief. And I don't know to, you know, again, we all have our opinions. I believe, and this is why I think it is so important for parents to to get their children into church. But I believe if you're brought up in that faith, even if you stray to the deepest, darkest, whatever, I still think it's always there. And, and I, I also, I mean, I, we all believe as, as followers that, that God is chasing us regardless of what we get into. But um, so my faith was always there. And, you know, when I was in college and I'd, I'd come home and visit, I would, I mean, it was expected. Hey, you're home. I don't care if you're going out, you're going to church on Sunday, if you're staying the night in our house. Um, but I definitely strayed. I even married a preacher's son <laughs> and got divorced. So, you know, I, I went through life struggles um, and there's there just always something pulling me back, always something pulling me back. And that's how God works. And when I met Jesse, my husband, we met in 2014. We were both kind of in the same place of you could, we could feel like we wanted to get into church. We wanted to, and it just, we weren't doing it. And then again, God has a, a funny way of working. He kind of took everything away from my husband. Well, you know, you could say God did it. You could say my husband did it. Um, and that was kind of when we were like, you know what, we, we want to get back into our faith. So we started kind of church hunting and, 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 you know, finding a home, so to speak, and uh, it's just grown since then. That was probably 2016 when we found our current church. Um, now we, we're we small group leaders. We're going on a mission trip to Haiti in July. Um, we recently bought a winter home in Florida. And to be honest, if it weren't for probably our church family and the relationships we've created, we we might not even come back in the summers. I mean, we love Indy, but there's something about Florida, you know, so it's, it's growing so strong and we still feel like we're in our infancy. Like we just still feel like we're babies, but we are, we're on fire for Jesus. And, um, you know, just, just as adults learning more and more and, and, and being able to testimony to other people and bring them to the faith. Like it's, it's incredible what God has done in our lives, but yeah, I think uh, I always had that. I just went through my my rebellion, baby adult years and went away from it for a little bit. Um, but what brought me back? Probably just, again, life. You know, I went through a divorce. I was kind of trying to find myself. Probably felt like I was floundering through life. Um, was at my heaviest. Well, why do we typically gain a lot of weight? Because we're not happy. We're not, we don't know. I didn't know who I was until I was probably 30 years old. And that's when it all kind of came full circle. That was the year probably that I really started to want to find God again and to get, get back to him. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a lot of, that's a lot of our, I don't know. I, I feel like we have kind of like similar like thoughts, the way our brains work as well. But um, I was saved in, um, I haven't even shared this on the podcast before, but I was saved um, as a junior in high school. And the reason was because in my junior year of high school of honors English, every, everybody was picking up on all these allegories and allegories are like Bible stories that are in literature. I had no clue what anybody was talking about. 
And so I started, so God used my, um, my desire to be nerdy and know everything for his good, because I, that's what got me to church. Yeah. And then, um, no matter what it has, it's just grown deeper and deeper since then, because of just that need to need to know, need to understand, need to connect and so forth. So thank you for sharing that. Um, to the listeners, this is part one. Like I said in the beginning, this is part one of our episode. We are doing a part two that will air tomorrow. If you're listening to this live, it will go on to the Level Up Your Life with Erica Dale um, podcast. It will be linked in the show notes for you to just click it and you can go straight to it as well. Um, if you could please leave a review for us on Apple. Um, I think that's the only place you can do it. Is that correct? I think so. And then if you are on the other device, um, take a screenshot of you listening and tag um, at Crying to My Cheesecake or at who is Erica Dale. Tag us on there that you've listened to our episode and share something that you got from this episode. What is something that you gleaned? Maybe just a new perspective or maybe you connected. We connect through stories all the time. So share that story. We want to get this support, this free support for people out as far as we can. And the way we do that is by leaving reviews, rating podcasts, and sharing the information out there. Erica, if people would like to get to know you more and want to follow you, can you give us where you want them to go, please? Yeah, for sure. So definitely my podcast, guys, I I typically have um, two episodes a week when I'm not slacking and that's level (laughs) up your life. So Danielle's going to put that in the show notes for you, but you can find me on Facebook. It's just Erica Dale, E-R-I-K-A-D-A-L-E and Instagram at who is Erica Dale. So that's, that's pretty much where you can connect. Thank you so much for your time today. And it was super early for both of us at the time of this recording. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) glad nobody can see us. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. There are so many women, um, women in business, women in the working field that can really relate to um, our conversation today. So thank you. Wow. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast.